Hello lovelies and welcome back to our second episode of You'll Be Fine Podcast. Now I noticed that in our first episode I didn't really introduce myself so I wanted to take the time during this episode to really introduce myself, talk about why I am podcasting and you know let you get to know me. I I really like astrology. I like learning new things in the spiritual world. I like learning things about myself and I really love applying new things that I learn to real life. So one of my passions is helping others and the other is learning new things. So that has very much so helped me in my spiritual journey. I started my spiritual journey when I essentially hit rock bottom. It was a few years ago, prior to the pandemic, I realized that I wasn't the person that I thought I was and I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. And I had to make a lot of changes if I wanted to move towards being a person I was proud. I mean, I was kind of hard on myself, but sometimes to get myself out of a rut, I have to be kind of hard on myself. I was just repeating cycles over and over and not learning from situations I kept putting myself in, and it was extremely frustrating. I I was doing this until I became just angry, mad at the world, mad at myself, and I was just self-destructing nonstop. So I was like, okay, something has to change, but I don't know where to start. I was on Twitter one day and somebody posted, who wants a free tarot reading? And I said, me. So I got that reading and that particular reader really told me about myself. A lot of it I wasn't ready to hear, so kind of went in one ear out the other until I was ready to process it. But most of it I was like okay what do I do with this information because most of it was pretty spot on I'm not gonna tell y'all what they told me because I'm still embarrassed to this day (laughs) but it was very eye-opening and from then I really liked tarot I actually became friends with somebody her name is Brie you can follow her on Instagram and get readings from her she's amazing at Brie Astrology on Instagram and underscore young chipotle on Twitter. She is a phenomenal reader. So if you ever want to get into tarot, she's awesome. She's very welcoming and very helpful. So I got into tarot. My first tarot reader was some someone I didn't know at all. And then once I got used to being comfortable with divination and getting readings and stuff, I was looking for someone to give me tarot readings. And then I became friends with Brie and she was actually just getting started with her business and she was like sure I'll do readings for you I'm trying to gain clients so yeah so obviously I pay her and she would do readings for me she was basically a catalyst in my spiritual journey because a lot of things to me were confusing and a lot of the things I was doing to myself were self-sabotage and I didn't see it that way I just thought that if I was doing whatever I wanted and not thinking about the consequences that I was liberating myself, but I was honestly just self-destructing. And she really helped me see that. Um, so thank you, Brie. <laughs> We're still friends to this day, so yeah, she's awesome. So 
I was I was doing I was doing I was getting tarot readings and I was listening to podcasts to really start my spiritual journey. I listened to My Seven Chakras and Hidden Brain. My Seven Chakras was a very foundation a foundational part of my spiritual journey because AJ is such an amazing podcaster an amazing host every episode just open your eyes to so many perspectives when it comes to your intuition near-death experiences past life regressions just so many different things and even things that are more earthly like being too hard on yourself and things like that so yes getting tarot readings from Bree and listening to my seven chakras and journaling is what started off my spiritual journey. I really started off with journaling, listening to podcasts, getting tarot readings, and taking care of myself. I found, like I told you guys in the last episode, that my self-care was not implemented at all, so I started going to CrossFit. That was fun while it lasted. I definitely had to stop that after four months, but it it really helped me realize how strong I really am and it helped me gain confidence and trust in myself so not saying you guys have to join CrossFit but <laughs> it can be it can be things that aren't conventionally spiritual that really help you connect with your spiritual side like I said everyone has their own path so whichever way you want to navigate it as long as it's healthy then you do it. So through all of these things that I was doing, I was just trying to become more self-aware and stop repeating the same cycles over and over. When I say that I was repeating cycles, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I would encounter the same problems over and over and over, whether it be friendships I'm in, like, I had this this point in my life where I kept attracting friends that were not good for me. I was just, I was allowing anybody in my life without using proper discernment because I wanted to be liked. And then I realized it doesn't matter who likes you if you don't like yourself. So after I realized that I need to use proper boundaries with people, including my friends, I realized that I wasn't friends with people who were good to me. I went on to observe my thought patterns as well so I could then change my behavior. It takes a lot of time, but once you get to ha- once you get a hang of it, you will easily notice when a thought pattern that you don't necessarily approve of comes across and you identify it and then work on changing it and then some things like little things you can notice in the very moment and change it right then and there so it all takes practice just like anything but once you notice patterns that you perpetuate on your own and start changing them your life will begin to change your perspective on life what you get out of life, everything will start to change. You can do this to change your life for the better, or you can change your life for the for worse. 
So just be careful on what you allow into your life. And this isn't to say that negative thoughts are to be eradicated, because we all have negative thoughts, we all have intrusive thoughts, and that doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. And we don't want to get rid of negative thoughts. We want to get rid of negative patterns that impact us, like looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. When you see it, when you look in the mirror and those are the first things that come to mind, try to counteract those thoughts with, well, I love this, I love this, I love this. And then next time you look in the mirror, say, I love this, I love this, I love this. And eventually you'll look in the mirror and it'll just come up, it'll come up in your head and be like, oh, I love this. I love my face. I love my body. I love my hair today. And it, it gets easier to compliment yourself when you try to combat the negative things you're saying about yourself. So, once you change your behaviors, that is very difficult to do, but you're you're doing an amazing thing and you're on the right track. I did a lot of these things at my own pace over the course of a, a lot of time because I am the type of person that gets overwhelmed and does a lot of things at once and then I'll stop doing everything because I don't know, I don't have any organization or I'm overwhelmed and doing too much. So I definitely did these things in an order that was organic to me. So you don't have to start with journaling or start with affirmations or start with blogs and podcasts and spiritual advisors. You start where you're comfortable. We'll get into that next episode. Or not next episode. We'll get into that later this episode. So now that you know kind of the background of my spiritual journey and why I wanted to podcast. Well, I guess I didn't tell you guys why I wanted to podcast. So now that you know the background of my spiritual journey, I can get into why I wanted to podcast. So Throughout my spiritual journey, I was finding all these awesome resources and clues and things to help me personally. And I was thinking to myself, why or how do I get all of these resources into one place? And I was thinking, I love talking. I love listening to podcasts. Why not make my own podcast? And for a long time, it was just a thought. Like, I was like, I don't know if I have the capability to create a podcast and I don't know I don't know how to do any of that stuff from recording to editing to finding a platform to distributing distributing the podcast I didn't know how to do anything but you know YouTube is your best friend (laughs) so I did figure it out but essentially I wanted to start this podcast so I could give you guys all of the tips I know from one source I mean obviously you guys won't be using only one source but every source has their special tips. So I would like to be one of those sources for you guys. Right now in my spiritual journey, I feel like I'm still trying to figure everything out. And while I'm doing that, I would love to share with you guys what I find. So just stick along and then we'll figure it out together. So last Last episode was kind of short. I'm trying not to keep them that short. Although some people did appreciate the short episode. I would like to, you know, add some of my 
little even though some people did like the short episode I do like to provide some perspectives and more information and I was I do like to provide more perspectives and information so I'm gonna try to do that every episode and make them 45 minutes I also want to start getting segments into the episodes just so we can talk about some fun stuff and before we get into the the rough stuff <laughs> or the information of the podcast. But lately, I've been thinking of what you guys also would like to hear about and who does not like music recommendations. So I want to start telling you guys about the, the music I'm listening to and the shows I'm watching. And even some podcasts that I'm listening to. So, yeah, why not? And if you guys have songs or shows or podcasts that are related, you can always DM me on Instagram or comment on YouTube once I get the videos posted. What Whatever songs or, video, or shows or podcasts you want to share with me. So, for music recommendations, this week I am listening to Jasmine Sullivan and Thames. I was so surprised when Jasmine came out of the woodworks. I think it was like last year. She just came back with Pick Up Your Feelings. That song, oh my god, the way she does her runs, unbelievable. She is such an amazing artist. Now she is kind of slut-shaming in some of her new songs, which I do not agree with. But that woman has a beautiful voice. And then we have Thames another beautiful voice like how the range the soul the depth the rhythm beautiful all of it is beautiful i was listening to replay by thames i don't i I think that's an old song to be honest but i found it like searching through apple music r&b and stuff and afro beats i think and i really liked thames music i am up the type of person to stick to to something I like and like play it over and over and over so I'm trying not to do that anymore I'm trying to branch out because I'm getting too comfortable so if you guys have any recommendations please tell me because your girl is hard-headed a show I just got done watching is Santa Clarita Diet that show Drew Barrymore phenomenal I love her I'm so sad they discontinued the show. There's three seasons and they just, they gave up on us. They abandoned us. I'm not sure if you're a dry humor type of person, but if you are, you'll like Santa Clarita Diet. It is a little cheesy, but whatever. Another show I'm obsessed with is MasterChef. Can't stop watching it. I've been binge watching it for the past three months. It's amazing. Every season, can't get over it. I love cooking shows. And some podcasts I love listening to is, of course, My Seven Chakras, Girls Gotta Eat, and Horrible Decisions. All of these podcasts really contribute to my life every week and make it a little bit easier to go to work. (laughs) Those are my recommendations. If you haven't, if you've heard all of these things and I'm just way behind, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be, you know, hip. (laughs) But your girl keeps herself locked up, so (laughs) I just stay out of the way, okay? (laughs) Um, 
So I was on Instagram and I was asking for recommendations for topics during our next episode. And somebody said how to get started on your spiritual journey. And I was like, that's an amazing idea because this episode is going to be about how spirituality can be toxic. And I mean, I feel like we should talk about the good parts of spirituality if we're going to talk about the bad parts. But of course, this won't be the only episode about your spiritual journey because there are so many parts and so many things. So let's talk about your first steps. So like my journey, it can be spontaneous or it can be a conscious decision you make to investigate spirituality and become more self-aware. I mean, at the end of the day, spirituality is really more so about becoming more self-aware. You can start your journey by practicing things that will help you become more self-aware. Just make sure to be patient with yourself and take it one step at a time. It can be frustrating because people will suggest things that don't work for you, such as meditating. I enjoyed meditating. I just, I'm not an avid meditator. And that's completely because of discipline. But I know a lot of people, like people who are neurodivergent, have have struggled with meditating. And that's okay. It's not the only way to navigate spirituality and get closer to yourself. It is a very helpful way, but it's not the only way. Um, Just start with something that's manageable to you. It could be journaling. Like I always mention, I feel like I talk about journaling nonstop, but it's really helped me. So it sounds like a boring activity, but it's very cathartic if you just let it all out. If you're journaling, just taking into account what you may want to change or what you want to pursue to, to become more spiritual or why you want to pursue a more spiritual life. Those are some things you can just start with to scratch the surface and then You can just journal about life events or moments in your life that were pivotal that really changed your perspective or changed your trajectory in life. You can also just journal about how you're feeling or journal about what happened that day. It could be, I went to work, work was fine, came back home, took a shower. Just warming up to journaling period is okay too. You don't have to start your first prompt with shadow work. It can be Today is this day and I feel like this because of this or just anything. Just getting into the motions of writing something down in a journal and doing it habitually is the first step. And another thing is you can keep your journal with your your writing utensil out next to your bed or just somewhere in a space where you'll see it repeatedly so you'll remember to pick it up and use it. You can even dream journal. You could start writing about your dreams and try to analyze them. A way to do this is to keep a journal right by your bed. And as soon as you wake up, just jot down anything you can remember. If you wake up in the middle of the night, if you wake up right before your alarm and you want to go back to sleep, but you remember your dream, you have to write it down. And then you can start analyzing your dreams. If you want to go about finding yourself in a more creative way, you can do so by exploring your creative side. You can simply draw, paint, 
You can write, write about anything, like write a fictional story. You can scrapbook, or you can even use Pinterest and create mood boards and visualization boards. If you would like to use Pinterest as a meditative tool, you, you can, because playing with colors and pictures and mood boards can be meditative because you're just focusing in on one thing and you're letting your thoughts come and go as you focus on this this thing that's, that piques your creativity and really lets you relax and take control while also being open-minded. So, I was using painting during quarantine as a way to really express my feelings because I could journal until my hand hurt, but at some point I was like, I'm just saying the same thing over and over. I just need to feel this and I need to let it out with some colors. So I started painting and that really helped. I also started reading books. So reading books is another good way to to start your path. The book that really touched me when it came to manifesting and having the a positive state of mind when it's healthy for you was The Magic Path of Intuition by Florence Scovel Shin. The Magic Path of Intuition was such an awesome book to me. It really made me smile and made me feel gratitude toward everything in life. And it just... It just shook me. I'm not sure what it was because the book is very simple, very colorful, big words, not that many pages, and it just has little excerpts. The Magic Path of Intuition, if you like Bible excerpts and passages along with some quotes and eye-opening messages, you would like The Magic Path of Intuition. Another book that really helped me was Chakra Healing by Margarita Alcantara. It does play into the westernization of the chakra systems and the appropriation of color theories aligned with crystals. That was western ideologies. But it does mention a lot about healing yourself through loving yourself and I really appreciated that. There are some parts of the book that you have to take with a grain of salt but other parts of the book really helped me kind of conceptualize why I may act the way I do or feel the way I do. So if you're open to more mainstream spirituality tactics such as meditation or yoga. You can find guided meditations or yogic breathing sessions on YouTube. You can just look up guided meditation or self-guided yoga or just type in yoga <laughs> on YouTube and you'll there are so many creators who put put content out there just to help others. And they'll talk you through with some music or without music. They'll talk you through some breathing exercises. Or you can find some for just 
meditation or you can find some for yoga practice. You can use yoga as an exercise as well as a meditation tool. It can it's also really good for you if you do it regularly. It's very good cardio. <laughs> Surprisingly, you would think it's just stretching, but there's so many different types of yoga that you can definitely find some some cardio in in some practices. You can go to a local studio or practice online. Due to COVID, it's probably better to practice online, but whichever fits your preferences. Another thing you can do which is pretty simple. Doesn't it takes a lot of brain power, but it doesn't take any tools. You just practice gratitude. You could take it a step th- further and write affirmations down and stick them to your mirror so you see them every day but to start practicing gratitude just think of what you're grateful for just recognize moments where you are grateful for what's happening around you or to you and just think about how much has changed for the better or what you believe can change for the better now a lot of the times I find myself most grateful when I check my bank account and there's more money than I think there there was going to be in there. And I also find myself grateful when I feel a sense of peace and happiness just in any moment of the day. So I'll just close my eyes and say thank you for this moment of peace and thank you for my health. Thank you for this sunny day. Thank you for shuffling the perfect perfect songs on my phone. Thank you for letting me leave work 30 minutes early. Just grateful for any little thing that goes right during your day. Practicing gratitude in that way will train your brain to be grateful for so many things. And when you're grateful for things, it really aligns your energy with accepting more good things to come. Because what our brain practices becomes our reality now this isn't um, referring to anxiety or depression or intrusive thoughts or anything like that but we do have patterns of thinking that affect our daily life and if we can train our brain to think more positively then we can accept more positive outcomes in our day-to-day life Now, this isn't to say that bad things aren't going to happen if you think positively, but I notice that I am more grateful and more present in moments where I show gratitude for the small, simple things. Another way to um, start or continue on your spiritual path is to collaborate and talk with others. Now, you have to be very careful when talking with others or finding someone to be a resource or a mentor because there are some people that will be extremely misleading so you have to use your discernment um some people are awesome and some people are so helpful and they're very they have a lot of wisdom and they have been where you are and they know what it's like so they're graceful and they're not condescending but other people are the very opposite of that. So you have to be careful 
of who you trust and who you um, associate yourself with. You can reach out to people on social media. If you find that you really like their page and you really want to pick their brain and they're open to it, you can reach out to people and just ask questions if they're willing. You can join communities on social networking platforms like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and you can get your information that way. Just please, like I said, use your discernment because there's a lot of opinions presented as fact on social media. You can also listen to a podcast or a YouTube channel or read blogs. I can't say this enough, but you have to really do research upon your research when you're taking in information. Just please use your critical thinking skills because a lot of people out there are now a part of the spiritual community and they like some people like to spread their opinions rather than factual information and it can there can be some gray areas because it's hard to present fact in the spiritual world sometimes because a lot of it is what we believe to be energy but some of it is based on information that has been practiced over years so years centuries i'm sorry over centuries so we have to respect certain ideologies so now that we've gotten into how to start your spiritual journey or where are some good places to start we can get into how spirituality becomes toxic The spiritual community is a place full of amazing, helpful people, but it's also a place full of people who want to become the next influencer, and they're willing to do it in any way that seems fit, even if that means misleading a large group of people. Within the spiritual community, people may provide inaccurate or misleading information, There's also people who will try to profit off of the fear or feeling of indirection that people may have or feel while beginning their spiritual journey or navigating their spiritual journey. When I say that they'll feed off of fear, a lot of people use their gifts to keep people coming back. This is very popular in the tarot community some readers will just say that your ex is coming back to you so keep an eye out or you have someone that's watching you and they're gonna text you soon or they'll just tell you what you want to hear so that you'll keep coming back or they'll tell you something that um, will make you feel you're dependent on them so that they keep getting money from you and they're not helping you. But not all tarot readers are like this. The majority of tarot readers are out there to help you. But if anything, you have Brie, Brie Astrology. She's definitely there to help you. You don't have to worry about her fear-mongering or anything. But on social media, Twitter is a big platform for the spiritual community and there has recently been a scandal in the community that really represents what I'm trying to let you guys know. Some creators get really popular because they find a niche and then they use their platform to manipulate others and get money out of them. 
and just take advantage of people because they're scared or they want to find out more information and they don't know how else to do it. And so you have to use your discernment when finding people that you trust and letting them into your life. There are also people in the spiritual community who operate solely from their ego and they make it seem as if they've figured it all out and had all the ego deaths they needed when in fact they're at the beginning like everyone else. There are people who are advanced and they've been they've been gifted or they've been doing their shadow work for a very long time and they just are becoming more self-aware and they can help you get to the same place. But there are other people who believe that because they had an ego death that they know everything and they don't need to work on themselves any longer. They just need to tell people that everything they believe in is a lie. I know you've met someone like this. They, they take some shrooms. They have an ego death. And then they believe that they know all of the secrets to life and they have nothing more to work on. I'm sorry to tell you, but you will have multiple ego deaths and multiple spiritual awakenings during your lifetime. It doesn't take just one time. We're here to work on ourselves. We're here to learn. In my in my belief, we're here to progress. And if we are here to have one ego death and then never change anything else for the rest of our lives, we probably wouldn't be living as long. But some people, I think, are afraid of the fact that they just went through something so catastrophic and they have to do it again that they just say, oh, well, that was it, so I'm done. But in reality, it's awesome if you can go through an ego death and come out of it and learn some new things and actually not operate from your ego. But to to have one awakening and not operate from your ego afterwards is very rare Because the ego is part of us. The ego protected us at one point. The ego is your human side. It's part of you. There's no need to completely reject it. I think someone on Twitter said, if your ego dies, then you die because your ego will always be a part of you. Your ego isn't some evil thing to discredit. It's something to manage, but... We don't have to, it's, it's not the only way to be spiritual. It's not the only way, discrediting our ego is not the only way for us to seem spiritual. At the end of the day, we all have our shadow side or our ego and they can be used in in a healthy manner, but we have to recognize what's healthy and what's not. And Lying to yourself and saying that you're done doing your spiritual work when you're not is not healthy. So, we're all just trying to figure it out. I don't think any of these people are evil or anything. I just think that it's hard to recognize when you're hiding something from yourself and then you have this catastrophic experience and you push it down even further because you never want to experience that catastrophe again. But we're all trying to figure it out. And sometimes we trust the wrong sources. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're all human. We're all just trying to trust somebody. 
but it can be avoided if you use your intuition and I encourage you to research everything you hear and everything you may find yourself believing in during this journey because like I've said there are misleading sources and trust me once you start you'll you'll see patterns and you're like okay this is this is what I'm looking for and then you'll see other things like people putting in sexist opinions within their spiritual books and misogynistic and racist things within their books you'll see it and then you'll think okay yeah this is what she was talking about (laughs) but honestly i've more so found helpful sources than non-reliable sources i'm not sure if you can hear that car alarm but if you can i'm so sorry i will find a better mic but yes research and research So when you're trying to find guidance or trying to start new things, just do what makes you feel comfortable and do and and take advice from people who you trust or people who you may feel comfortable with. Now, growing is very uncomfortable. Doing new things is very uncomfortable. So I'm not saying remain comfortable, but I'm saying trust your gut when you're vetting resources and vetting people to trust there are there are people who will just spread misinformation because they don't know any better and there are other people who will guide others and get caught up in having an audience and completely disregard the way they may be hurting others but within the spiritual community we do have people here that love each other and help each other so you will find your soul tribe now speaking of the rough patches of the spiritual community we also have the cultural appropriation that occurs within our spiritual community a lot of ideas that we practice are westernized versions of ideologies that have come from indigenous people and eastern culture So, please be mindful of the works and the practices that you are learning. Make sure to study if they're a closed closed practice or an open practice. If it's a closed practice and you're not in that lineage or if you're not initiated into the practice, do not practice it. You can hurt yourself, you can hurt others, you can... You can cause some spiritual damage to yourself if you try to practice closed practices. You have to be respectful of other people's cultures and you have to recognize when some things just aren't for you. Some examples of these practices would be like practicing voodoo or using the term smudging and cleansing your home with white sage or palo santo. White sage has been appropriated in North America especially. And Palo Santo has been appropriated as well as it is endangered. And we're consuming it at a high rate. So they're harvesting it in an unsafe and unenvironmentally friendly manner as they are with white sage. Some indigenous people have 
their own white sage that they harvest and sell and i believe from some sources it's okay if you get it for from somebody who is harvesting it and you're supporting somebody like a small business as long as it's ethically sourced so you can study what your culture typically uses for cleansing spaces i'm i like using cinnamon sticks and incense i also like using rosemary you can burn rosemary lavender and cinnamon and bay leaf they all have their own specific property so you can look up herbs that will cleanse your home that are native to your region and that aren't sourced in a non-environmentally friendly manner another thing that america has or maybe just the west has appropriated is our chakra systems they say those are your only chakras or those are really the only chakras everyone talks about but you have energy points all over your body in your palms in your arms in your feet in your in your legs everywhere your body is a source of energy and there are many points that you can learn about if you read traditional traditional sources about the chakras now you also probably associate each of these energy points with a specific color and these are completely western ideals we we made them up sorry (laughs) and then the crystals that you believe are to be associated with each chakra because of their color we made it up too it's not to say that they're all incorrect but I would more so research in depth the properties of each crystal and how it lines up with the energy centers on your body rather than matching colors because it's really important to do the hard work and deep dive into cultures you're studying just out of respect and out of respect for the practice respect for the knowledge and the people that came before us to teach us this and also just to have the correct information at some point we want to put these things into practice and if it's not learned correctly then we're kind of just wasting our time another thing that has recently been coming up is spiritual tiktok Now, TikTok is a crazy place, and taking spiritual advice from TikTok should be a no-no, as we know. Um, We've learned that the hard way. I came across a TikTok recently that said, Why kill someone with hate when you can make them love you, and then they'll think about you all the time? And there's a few things wrong with this. Not only are you impeding on someone's free will, which is possible with magic, but is absolutely frowned upon. Because once you start messing with others' free will, a lot of things are going to, you know, come back onto you. And another thing is, 
making someone obsess over you is not as cute as it sounds. People on TikTok preach about doing spell work to make someone love you. You're forcing someone against their will to love you. It's not it's not love. It's obsession. And you're going to be really mad when you have someone harassing you for months to years on end because you wanted to do a little love spell and have a have your crush text you back. So please don't do spell work that you see on TikTok. Don't do any spell work without researching it, the pros and the cons. And don't do any spell work that is a closed practice spell. A lot of other things that can be toxic in the spiritual community relates to the astrology community. Now, I love astrology. I also used astrology in the beginning of my spiritual journey. And I wholeheartedly believe in astrology. It's amazing. It's crazy when you get really deep into it. And you understand that you're more than just your sun sign. You understand why people act the way they do. But it's not to erase accountability. You can't just start fucking shit up and blame it on being a fire sign. It's not fair. And now that everyone's gotten into astrology, we all know that you can't blame everything on being a fire sign. Because you are a collection of placements from your sun to your moon to your rising to your mercury to your venus to aspects in your chart to degrees in your chart you are more than just your your sun sign i'm sorry you probably don't even know you're rising and that's what you should be attributing most of your characteristics to if you don't know your time of birth then your birth chart probably doesn't relate to you and that's probably why you don't you don't resonate with your sun sign because degrees houses everything in your birth chart is important you can't just base it off of one you can't base your whole personality off of one thing and you cannot base your actions off of your birth chart because your actions are you and you are responsible regardless of what your sign is May you react to something a little different than a water sign if you're a fire sign? Maybe. If you guys both have the same moon sign, then probably not. Everyone hates astrology because someone out there messed it up for us. And I will not stand for it. (laughs) You cannot use astrology for your benefit because actually studying astrology is kind of hard. Because you have to really take a look at yourself. Okay. I'm done ranting about astrology. Next, you can also find some misinformation spread through divination, like tarot or pendulum readings, or there's a lot of different readings you can get nowadays, and some people are literally just scammers, so please be um, vigilant when picking somebody. Make sure they have reviews, make sure they are not a bot, (laughs) make sure they are you know in a not i wouldn't say an established account but at least an account that interacts with people and that doesn't seem sketchy a lot of scam readers will reach out to you first and ask and say they felt called to read for you and then they'll they'll send you something very vague and then try to charge you for it so 
don't fall for the scams, please. <laughs> it's kind of sad because a lot of people like a lot of people are just looking for answers and they think they found a source and then that source completely takes advantage of them. So please don't let anyone take advantage of you. We talked about the ego tripping that occurs in the spiritual community that goes into the scamming as well. Even people with really big platforms can be scammers, so please be careful. They can really profit off of their audience and manipulate people to stick up for them when they are actually just hurting people. So don't trust the big following, the big, the big accounts with a large following just because they have a lot of people that trust in them. Just please use your discernment. I can't say it enough. Finally, we can talk about how toxic positivity is used in the spiritual community. I've seen the whole love and light movement, which there's nothing wrong with being positive and being happy and not letting negative people into your space. But there's something that is not healthy about rejecting all the negative thoughts and negative parts of yourself it's just suppressing parts of yourself you need to acknowledge so telling people to ignore their negative emotions and only spread positivity just invalidates their emotional experience and it doesn't help them grow as an individual it teaches them to suppress their feelings and telling people it could be worse also invalidates their experience and their feelings There's people who will use the idea that we all are energetic energetic beings as a way to show some type of hierarchy between us, but the true purpose in us being energetic beings is helping us connect with one another, not to use our abilities against each other in putting each other down so we are all energetic beings and some of us may have a better we might be vibrating at a different frequency but that doesn't mean my frequency can't come down and that doesn't mean yours can't come up we're always changing our energetic field and our our frequencies are changing depending on our environments Now, if you are more tuned in and you can focus on your energy, you can always bring it back. But the majority of us, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to be good people and telling one another that we need to be at a certain frequency to truly be spiritual is counterproductive. So toxic positivity is really popular in the spiritual community and it's something to watch out for because it can easily move from being spiritual advice to toxic positivity and it can invalidate the human experience and invalidate you as um, a, a human you deserve to have emotions you deserve to feel the range of emotions that us humans are capable of and there's nothing wrong with it we're all different and we all need different ways of navigating spirituality and figuring out who we are so at some point we'll cross paths and agree on some things and other points we 
will diverge and not agree. That's all right, as long as everyone's practicing in a healthy manner. So, we've discussed how the spiritual community can be toxic. We discussed how you can get started. You learned a little bit about me. And that's it for this week's episode. Kind of went by fast this time, but I'm glad I got to bring this side of spirituality to you guys because I feel it's just as important as all the great sides of it. Honestly, there has to be a duality to anything we experience, so... Just keep in mind that the the good also brings in a little bit of bad stuff. But you are safe. You can you can figure it out and I believe in you. So I eventually want to start bringing this podcast to YouTube so you guys can watch me talk. <laughs> Just to add a little bit of a visual aspect to the experience. I know I like to have some visual stimulation when I'm listening to podcasts, so I would like to bring that to you guys. I'm working on figuring that out. Some good news is we're available on all platforms now, so woo! You can listen to me on your favorite streaming service now, or your favorite streaming platform, and leave a review, subscribe, like, follow, whatever that platform asks for, so you can listen every time I post a new episode. Definitely let me know if you have any ideas for our next episodes. I mean, I have topics lined up for the next 20 or so episodes, but I always like to hear what you guys want to know because, I mean, this is all for you guys anyway. So just let me know what you guys think and what you guys want to hear. If you want to see some sources about um, toxicity in the spiritual community on our Instagram page, you can find a post that is purple and it says when spirituality becomes toxic as the cover photo. And you can read through some of it and find some websites if you want to read more about it. It definitely talks about appropriation of culture, the culture of indigenous people, and it talks about ways we can stop perpetuating these harmful norms. Another thing is go ahead and follow us on Instagram. You can get all your updates there so you don't have to guess when our next episode is coming out. I will let you guys know when something's been dropped and always feel free to DM us on Instagram for any feedback, ideas, resources to share, or anything like that. But that concludes our second episode. I'm so happy that you have come back if you've returned, or I'm so happy that this is the first time you're listening. If it is, nice to meet you, and I love you, and I will see you guys next week. Have a great week, guys. Love you.